I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here with the author of 15 books, uh, the subject of an extended radio series, and now the host of her own podcast slash radio show, the subject of a documentary, and uh, so much more than that, an educator, a uh, philosopher, uh, a wonderful, wonderful host. Each and every week, Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg. Doc, how are you? I'm doing okay, thanks. Uh, I've had my three shots now. Oh, you had a booster? So, yeah, I got a booster by accident. Uh, I was going in for my flu shot, and the, it was late in the day, and the nurse said, hey, I have uh, a Pfizer shot left over, and if uh, would you like it? Because if you don't take it, I'll have to throw it out. Wow. <laughs> And I said, sure, put it in my arm instead. So I have my three shots. Wow. And I didn't even try to uh, to uh, take the uh, the booster shot. It just came to me by a stroke of luck. Well, that's So terrific. there I am. And no side yeah. effects? None whatsoever. Right. None. A uh, lot of people have had side effects uh, that I know, headaches and things like that. Nothing for me. So I'm I'm lucky that way too. Congratulations! You're you're the first person I know that's gotten a booster shot. How about that? Wow! Yeah. I know a lot of people <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, the first one. Good for you. Yeah. Well, no, it was pure accident. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, that's terrific. I, you know, it's one positive uh, piece of news coming out of out of Texas. Unfortunately, not a lot. <laughs> Not not a lot uh, else following there. Uh, I don't want to sound doom and gloom, but you know, uh, w when you add realism into a conversation, you know, you, you're going to get some uh, you're going to get some dark moments, and 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 I, th I have a feeling you're going to give us some realism, a dose of realism today. Yes, I am. Yeah, today is gerrymandering day in Texas, and uh, will continue to be until the map is all red in Texas except for where the cities are. So I, I'll talk about gerrymandering and the result, what the results will be, most likely, of the gerrymandering of this state, unless it can be stopped. So, um, I, and I'll just begin by saying that those of us in Texas who are living here or in Georgia or in a number of other states, uh, we are in a vortex of Republican Party attempts to remain in power. Hey, can I can I interrupt you for a second, just in case uh, some by of the, all means. Yeah, just in case some of the listeners don't know what gerrymandering is. It, it's the redistricting of the maps and and the districts in uh, in congressional districts uh, in uh, in a particular state. So. In other words, if the Republicans are in charge in Texas, they're going to cut the the lines, and uh, where where a Democrat would have a di more difficult time, if not impossible, to, uh, you know, if it's up uh, up to you know one one party or the other. And by the way, in New York, it it happens from uh, the Democrats gerrymander and they'll gerrymander out. But it's just it's part of the political game. And today is uh, as uh, Dr. Weinberg is going to explain is gerrymandering day in Texas, which means any any hope that there was going to be um, uh, blue gains in Texas uh, may may be flushed down uh, the drain after today. Uh, is that correct, Doc? It is 
correct. And actually, gerrymandering uh, is a process by which, uh, let's say, a majority of uh, the party that's out of favor <laughs> with the uh, with the, with the uh, present day legislature, uh, the, the uh, people, the voters, are split up into districts that are majority Republican. So the Democrat uh, uh, vote is diluted. So there is no possibility, or very faint possibility, of a Democratic uh, representative coming out of such a district. And apparently, uh, we have gained an enormous number of Hispanics and blacks, mainly Hispanics, over the last 10 years. But you would never know it from the way the prospective uh, new map uh, of Texas looks, because instead of having some districts that are pink or pale blue, uh, we have all red uh, Texas is all red except for the pointed area of Texas, which is known as the valley, uh, which is pink. <laughs> so in other words, it's still majority Republican, the way they have uh, divided it up. Uh, and only the cities, the big cities, and not the smaller ones, only uh, Fort Worth, Dallas, uh, El Paso, San Antonio, and Houston, only those cities uh, are uh, blue. And, of course, the the huge uh, majority of Texans live elsewhere. I mean, the whole rest of the state, and it's a huge state. So uh, they have uh, they've effectively re- remapped the state so that all the districts, except uh, those that are doubtful down in the southern point there, uh, will uh, and the cities will be uh, electing Republican representatives to go to the House of Representatives and senators to go to the Senate, which means that automatically in uh, in 2022, the House and the Senate will probably go back Republican. At least that is what the design will dictate if it if it remains in effect. The only salvation can come if we if uh, the Democrats manage to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which reinstates an act that was gutted in 2016 by the Supreme Court. And that was a situation where the southern states in particular had to submit their gerrymandered maps to a federal board, uh, a nonpartisan board, that would look at it to see whether uh, there was racial and other discrimination going on in the way the maps were drawn. And very often, the board would then take those maps and redraw them so that uh, each party had an equal chance at getting a representative. And so that's the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, in brief and probably missing a lot of important points. Uh, but for me, those that's the main point. And then H.R. 1, which is the House of Representatives 1, uh, is a voting rights bill also. Uh, that would prevent a lot of uh, a lot of this uh, chicanery that's going on right now. 
so to go on um gerrymandering is part is is uh, a part of an overall plan which i believe is masterminded from somewhere and i think uh, no doubt the big uh, right wing think i uh, think tanks uh run by right wing uh, millionaires uh are um, uh, masterminding thinking how how are we going to remain or rather bring get back into power and remain in power indefinitely and of course the democracy that we have enjoyed for these 240 so years uh is uh, guaranteed by the popular vote actually the people and so uh, the basis of of our prosperity and our laws is democracy discovering the will of the people and following it uh, and guiding it uh, we uh, elect people who are wise we think we hope uh, to to guide the uh, the will of the people and hope that they will vote accordingly and so far it's worked out fairly well uh, our infrastructure has been allowed to degenerate of course and that's what the Democrats are trying to remedy at the moment uh, with various barriers, mainly uh, two senators. Um, but anyway, I won't get into that. Right. So the the pillar of democracy is the popular vote. Okay. Uh, the United States, however, in the beginning, the founding fathers didn't trust the popular vote, and so they decided that uh, the same way that the Rep House of Representatives, the representatives who go to Washington for, uh, for Congress and the senators, um, the same way the electors will be uh, will be uh, chosen. And each state chooses its electors according to that, according to the dominant party and uh, and which party has. Uh, the most uh, senators and the most uh, legislators, that will be the same number of uh, of uh, electors voting. And there, the total is 538, and it takes 270 of those to win. So uh, it, is, it is a faulty system, unfortunately, because... Uh, some electors will cross party lines and vote on the other side. I mean, there are all sorts of, uh, of Achilles heels <laughs> in that system. Uh, so uh, the hope is that eventually we can do away with that and trust the popular vote f for electing our, our uh, president and vice president. Mm -hmm. uh, however, this is also a matter of po party politics, and the Republicans are very much against uh, uh, getting rid of the Electoral College because if they if they control the Senate and the House, then they will control the Electoral College because uh, the electors are chosen according to the the party affiliation of uh, of their representatives. So that's essentially what's going on there. Yeah. So that's one one uh, uh, aspect. Uh, of the plan to take over the government and keep it forever. Now, the next the next thing is uh, is of course the big lie 
uh, and how they are going to control the vote. And in Texas, this has already gone into effect, and also in Georgia. So the big lie, of course, was uh, it has been more uh, more and more discredited that uh, Biden stole the election from Trump, and Trump actually won by a landslide, as he keeps insisting. And there are people who believe it. Many, many and seventy-eight percent of the Republican Party members believe it, Amazing. because it has been repeated over and over and over, and by people they, for some reason, trust, like uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, uh, the uh, President Trump's uh, main uh, lawyer and a prominent uh, New Yorker, by the way. Uh, who was mayor and so on and so on. So people believe him, believed him. And so what have they done? Well, uh, in Arizona, for instance, they set up an audit of the votes in Maricopa County, which went, although the state went for Trump, Maricopa County went for Biden. No, the state went for uh, for Biden, uh, I think, by a narrow margin. And so they, but Maricopa County was mainly responsible for that, uh, which is uh, where where Phoenix is, the largest city in the state. And so uh, this audit was set up to prove that uh, Trump actually won, and there was massive fraud. Well, the, the report came out after many months, saying, well, unfortunately, Biden did win by. Uh, <laughs> A greater margin than than the uh, original count has said. <laughs> so I think that has discredited uh, these audits to uh, in the public eye a little bit. But nonetheless, uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and I don't know who else uh, are are setting up uh, frauds as they've been nicknamed anyway. And the whole point. Uh, the, say the uh, the people from the Republican think tanks. The whole point is to shake people's confidence in the integrity of the vote. And if people are not confident in the integrity of the vote, then they won't bother to go out and vote, which will mean cutting the number in the electorate. And they are hoping that mostly uh, people uh, who would vote Democrat will be discouraged, but I think both sides might be. Uh, and, of course, the other thing is that uh, many laws have been passed to curtail access to the polls. Uh, ballot boxes, for instance, have been removed um, greater restrictions have been put on mail-in ballots. There are no more drive-by votes. There is no more drive-by voting. We, we should mention, there, not to not to cut you off, but uh, only one ballot box in the city of San Antonio. Yeah. And then two in the city of Houston? Yeah. Right. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, of course, this city of Houston has something like 8 million people. I don't know. I don't have the right statistics here, but it's an enormous city. So two ballot boxes. Uh, so that means that people have to stand in line the way we have seen on uh, on television. These people uh, keeping their uh, proper distance from each other with their masks and so on. Uh, 
and uh, and standing in the hot sun, especially in uh, in in Texas, <laughs> and for hours and hours because they don't have access to uh, uh, to voting boxes and uh, and maybe they don't qualify for a mail-in ballot. So there you are. They're trying to make it as hard as possible to vote, and as uh, distasteful as possible to vote. It's inconvenient. Uh, you have to. It's on a weekday, and so you have to. Uh, it's Tuesday, so you have to take time off from work. And if you're poor, you can't afford to do that. On and on and on and on. So discourage people from voting and um, make it look as though you can't trust it anyway, and you can take back uh, all the states, and so you can rule the country. And Amazing. So, and all, yeah, and all of this, all, these laws are in effect now, uh, and most of the Republican states are do- rushing to get uh, similar laws that are clones of the Georgia and Texas and Florida laws uh, into effect before the midterm elections. So they are certain to take over the government uh, this coming midterm. And as you pointed out, Frank, before we went on the air, uh, midterm elections usually uh, give the party that's out of power a boost not the party in power. And if uh, the Republicans and and their uh, allies, and I am afraid that uh, Manchin and Cinema are their allies, can prevent bills such as the uh, infrastructure bills and, of course, the voting rights bills from going into effect before the midterms, they will take over the government. And once they have done that, I think we are we are dead as far as democracy is concerned. Yeah, it's just because uh, lies lies are being used uh, to frighten the public and misinform the public. Uh, and I'm afraid that uh, if 78 percent of Republicans believe it, uh, there are probably enough uh, Democrats that have their doubts because they don't follow politics, uh, that um, we will lose our democracy. We have to be we have to be informed. We have to be on our guard. We have to write to our senators and our representatives and uh, encourage them to vote the right way and get get things done because time's a wasting here. And then there's the judiciary as well that uh, is in bad shape already. Because during Trump's presidency and and before, so two two years before uh, President Obama left office, McConnell, who was at that time in charge of the Senate, uh, saw to it that no Democratic uh, judge candidate would uh, would be passed through the Senate particularly for the Supreme Court. And so our present attorney general uh, was up. uh, He was Obama's uh, choice for uh, for Supreme Court. And McConnell prevented him from coming up. I'm not sure 
uh, whether uh, President Obama could have fought that more vigorously, uh, but he didn't. And so consequently, we have, uh, uh, because of that and because of the Trump presidency, when uh, uh, so many uh, candidates for Supreme Court were passed through, three of them, um, and that now we have a, a majority, very right-wing uh, Supreme Court, majority Supreme Court. And we have uh, probably over 100 uh, lower court judges who are extreme right-wingers that were uh, rushed through uh, day after day. This was McConnell's main job during uh, uh, the Trump presidency. Uh, so the uh, the lower courts are now packed with these very right wing judges, some of some of whom were not dry behind the ears. They had barely gotten out of law school, uh, so they were really not uh, qualified to go straight into the judiciary the way they have. Uh, but uh, the uh, the plot for taking over the government includes taking over the judiciary. So we have the executive being taken over, if possible, during the next election, the legislature being taken over during the next election, and the judiciary already packed with right-wing judges. And of course, in in Texas, we have seen the result of that, uh, which is this incredibly restrictive uh, anti-abortion law that has gone through the, the six-week law. Uh, there was another letter to the editor uh, in the newspaper today which uh, voiced my own uh, situation as a young woman. Uh, my periods didn't come uh, very often until six weeks uh, or maybe six weeks plus a day or two. Uh, so I would certainly not have known because this was a normal uh, procedure in my uh, with my body. Uh, I would not have even thought about checking whether I was pregnant or not. <laughs> uh, so uh, women can routinely be caught that way, and then once they realize that uh, uh, that maybe an incestuous uh, rape uh, had caused a pregnancy, then they're stuck with it. They'll have to carry the, the baby to term or leave the, the uh, state uh, to an overwhelmed uh, Oklahoma or Arkansas uh, to to try to get uh, uh, an abortion. Uh, so, uh, so that sort of law is is already in effect in good old Texas. We really need some re- relief here. We're in a vortex. Uh, we already see what's happening to the country as a whole if we don't watch out. And so, therefore, we have to urge our senators and our representatives to do their best, to vote the right way, to stop uh, quibbling among themselves and get these uh, major bills that are up for a vote, get them done before it's too late. And I'm desperate that uh, it may be too late because of people like Manchin and Cinema. Just, it's just, you know, amazing. It, you, you paint a very dark picture, but I don't think, I don't think you unfairly painted it. I, I think you're giving a very accurate picture of what we're looking at in the country.
and you know, no one. Uh, you know, I I don't. Obviously, you're you you're biased. I have my biases and whatever. But um, it, you you're you're right on on target. I mean, this is this is so monumental. What what's happening in Texas? Texas is a microcosm of everything that could go wrong in the country. And right. It is uh, it it is something. I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. I just never did. I never thought that there would be any way, any way to uh, turn back Roe v. Wade, and right. um, and and here we go. There, there is like this, this glimmer of hope, and maybe it's more than a glimmer of hope. Um, the the other thing you mentioned the, the courts, the lower courts, the Supreme Court doesn't, um, doesn't a- allow. Um, you know, they could deny leave, or, um, or uh, that's a term they use in uh, in the uh, in the appellate division here, or the court of appeals, which is our highest court in New York. They could deny leave, which means they they're not going to hear a case. Now, if that so happens, then it falls to the lower court. So all of these, you know, all of these examples that you gave about. Uh, about Trump and about the the local Texas folks stacking the court with Republicans, it's significant. It's not an insignificant thing because the Supreme Court's not going to hear everything, and the right. lower courts are going to make those decisions, and they're going to stick if uh, if if the Supreme Court uh, quote unquote deny leave. So uh, it's a it, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. Yes. For, yeah. Um, very very dark days there i mean what is it does is there a chance that this could boomerang especially what's going on in texas could it boomerang and affect the midterm elections next year um there are several people that suggested it here that the republicans had everything going for them going into the midterm and maybe they overplayed their hands because now democrats and republican women uh may be apt to vote for you know mm-hmm. mo- you know moderate republic and moderate republicans may be uh, may be apt to vote to um uh you know throw out the republicans knowing there's a dis- is there any chance doc that they've overplayed their hand well yes uh we had an editorial or to that effect today uh saying they have the Republicans opened, you know, the headline was, Republicans open the door, will Democrats walk through it? Um, And he was talking about precisely that, the uh, backlash uh, from women voters in particular, uh, and uh, for uh, maybe other other voters as well, because of the very restrictive voting laws that are now in effect. Um, people might might be uh, angry about that. In fact, they, they have to stand in line in the heat uh, in order to vote rather than uh, find a uh, ballot box and simply drop the ballot there and be done with it uh, because they are uh, otherwise unable to leave work. Um, so, I mean, there may be a good backlash, and uh, it's up to it's up to the people to be informed enough to know what's going on so that they can vote uh, in an informed way. And, I, and that's where I, I get really scared because uh, wherever I go, no matter what time of day or in what sort of 
context, if there's a TV going, it's on Fox News mm. or possibly Newsmax. But it's always on Fox News. That's all people in Texas are watching, which would mean that they would inevitably vote Republican. So I, I really worry about about that, whether, <laughs> whether an, enough people can buck the trend and, uh, and know what's actually going on enough to vote in the right way. It is, yeah, that is the question, and that's the glimmer of hope that Democrats have, is that they the Republicans simply overplayed their hand, and Greg Abbott overplayed his hand. Um, it, it's, yeah, well, the, another, another thing where he has overplayed his hand, and a lot of people are furious, uh, is in public, uh, and politicizing, rather, uh, politicizing the wearing of masks and uh, and even that being vaccinated. Of course, he's vaccinated. He probably has three shots in his arm. Uh, <laughs> but but, but uh, it's the masking. He wants people to think that masking is a hoax in the first place. Of course, uh, people are dying at the rate of... Uh, uh, 2,000 or so per uh, per day, uh, and uh, and this is I think it has diminished a little bit now. The the uh, uh, the uh, bulge, <laughs> the surge is over or not over, but it's diminishing. Uh, COVID is backing off a little bit, uh, but it's still very very severe and very contagious. Um, but uh, according to Abbott, masks don't help. Uh, people who are wearing masks will get it anyway, and it's just a big uh, uh, conspiracy by the Democrats to inconvenience everybody, and therefore he has forbidden masks being worn in schools in all of Texas. And so school superintendents have gone against him, and uh, this is also true in Florida. Uh, and so they're being punished uh, they're they're not being paid because they've gone against the governor's uh, uh, edict, uh, which is dictatorship. Yeah, I, I'm not <laughs> just that's amazing. I could see the other way, you know, like if you're not getting the vaccine that you you get fired from your job, from a hospital or for uh, somewhere where you're dealing people. But I, I can't imagine that people that are taking precautions, such as wearing a mask, uh, would be fired under any uh any circumstances, and I guess the administrators is who they would go after. But uh, boy, I, sometimes I feel like I'm living in a bizarro world. Yes, it's an upside down, crazy world. And uh, my my trainer at the at the gym, who is a wonderful person uh, in every other respect, uh, thinks that masks are uh, totally. Uh, you know, ridiculous and so on, has been talking against masks from the beginning. And uh, so she's thrilled with the governor's, the governor's edict. And I, I, I don't even talk to her about it because I know that's fruitless and just makes her more rabid when I do. Right. Uh, but, uh, but there it is. People, people believe these things. Uh, if it sounds sort of uh, rebellious, it becomes uh, glamorous, and so you take that side. So, you know, you know that if 
when you cough and you have a mask on, uh, all that spew that's coming out of your mouth is going to get caught in the cloth or whatever fiber you you have in front of your face instead of going out into the air and hanging there sometimes up to an hour, especially in the indoors. And uh, so sneezing, coughing, uh, all of those things, were, and even breathing and talking, uh, you spew these uh, microscopic droplets into the air around you, and only a mask can stop that. Uh, some might go through the mask, but uh, it would be cut enormously. And so it's obvious that masks are a good uh, safeguard against catching uh, this uh, this very virulent uh, mutation of COVID-19 that has swept the country. But still, a third of the people is uh, resisting the vaccine and, of course, uh, wearing masks. And uh, they're uh, threatening uh, these uh, these uh, school superintendents who resist the governor's edict and uh, and say you're not coming to my school without a mask. Uh, they're being threatened with their very lives uh, by the, the the one third of people who believe even now. Uh, with graveyards, that that uh, graveyard that was set up in Washington with seven million, uh, seven hundred million um, flags, that was a sight to see. I saw that on te- on television. I mean, even something like that is considered a hoax. Um, and uh, and it's people people will tell you, well, COVID nineteen. Uh, even if you catch it, it's trivial. It, it's just a small flu, it won't, it won't hurt you. In the face of all the evidence of people dropping around you, dropping dead, uh, like my uh, ophthalmologist, my eye doctor, uh, who just recently died of COVID-19. And he has had his, his, uh, uh, his shots. I think we've, but, we've crossed over the 700,000 mark in... Uh, yeah, in America, maybe seven hundred. Yes, yeah. Or, yeah, you know, something like that. It's just, uh, it's, it's a terrible, uh, terrible tragedy, and it's been downplayed by some lunatics. Um, have downplayed this. Um, see that cat knows we know what we're talking about. He's uh, he's chiming in in the background there. <laughs> you little. <cat> yes. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Yeah, um- she she's try she wants to get into a closet so I just opened the door for her. So. <laughs> you know, she's she she hears how crazy the people of Texas is and she's just trying to she's trying to hide away and and, and she doesn't have to deal, <laughs> she doesn't have to deal with it. I, I I'll tell you, is there any anything positive that you could uh, you could leave us with? I mean, um, is there any hope for for Texas to to do the right thing? Well, if um, if Beto O'Rourke will run for governor, and uh, he will tell the truth, and he will tell it in such a way that it get it penetrates. I mean, even Fox News may uh, may broadcast what he has to say. Of course, they will try to refute it, but it will uh, be out there on the airwaves, and people will hear it. And many will be persuaded who may not have uh, 
uh, have heard much about politics, and maybe they will vote the right way. Uh, and so <laughs> with all those maybes, that's the best I can do as far as positive, <laughs> a positive thought to, thought to leave with you this, uh, this time. Well, listen, sometimes, sometimes being an optimist, and again, it doesn't mean we, we lose faith. It doesn't mean that uh, we, uh, we don't um, uh, hope uh, for the best, but sometimes a, a dose of reality, a dose of reality is, uh, is important to give the people. Uh, it, it is not a pretty picture in, in Texas, and, and I think you laid it out beautifully, and I don't think... Uh, I, I, I don't know that anybody, I wouldn't know how anybody could poke holes in what you said. It's, a, it's all very accurate. It's all very accurate, and, and, and it's uh, dim for those who, who would like to see change or would like to see just democracy, you know, take place. Uh, look, my bottom line is every resident, every resident, minus some prisoners, let's say, or, or people who have violated the law uh, somehow— but every prisoner, every prisoner, every uh, uh, every person, every citizen that is allowed to vote should be made. It should be made as easy as possible for that individual right. to vote, and uh, that means uh, weekend voting. That means early <laughs> voting. That means um, you know hundreds upon hundreds of of voting boxes and uh, ballot boxes in in large cities. Uh, Everything that you just said there is just a. Uh, I, I, I think the, I think the founding fathers and they weren't perfect. We know that a lot of slave owners there, but the founding fathers would be rolling in their grave, listening. Oh, for sure. This. Mm-hmm. this is not what they intended, and this is not what anybody who, who loves democracy and and cherishes democracy, this is not what anyone, that, that cherishes democracy would intend. That is true. That is true. But, uh, and the Republican Party used to love democracy, and they used to debate uh, on an equal footing. And uh, I used to, um, to read and still do read George Will. I mean, he's an example, a sterling example of what the Republican Party used to be at its best as most wise and intelligent and uh, he is overwhelmed by people who believe in Q <laughs> and uh, and all of the fantasies that uh, uh, myths that have been taken as truth by so many Republicans who have actually taken over the party unfortunately and all we can hope for is that it can be taken back and restored to itself. Either that or a new party rise up for those people who are in opposition to some of the Democratic Party excesses, uh, but who are rational human beings and uh, able able to compromise, debate, and, uh, and legislate uh, as the city fathers intended in the first place. Yeah, very good. Now listen, by the way, just a... Uh uh, a note before we go, I had George Will on my show uh, uh, a couple weeks back or a week and a half back. Um, really? Bro- yeah, brilliant man. And, uh, yes. Yeah, we had, a, we had a very nice short little interview, and um, 
and uh, highly intelligent. He's, he's much further right than, than I am personally, but I, I, he's such an intelligent man and sincere man. I, I don't think, you know, uh, you know, just because he's, you know, he's a little, you know, look, I'm progressive on many, many things and I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm conservative on certain things and spending and things like that. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was honored to have George Will on, uh, highly intelligent man. Yes, well, you were lucky, and you're well placed to be able to do that. So, yeah. Frank, <laughs> it was wonderful. Uh, Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg is the voice you've been hearing, uh, binge listening to all the shows that you may have missed, and watch the documentary. Buy her book, Before the Alamo, and uh, it's her fifteenth book. But buy that book, and please binge listen to everything that we've been doing. Doc, thank you very much for sharing. You're most welcome. Uh, it wasn't good news, but uh, it has to be. It has to be out there. People need to be aware. It's important news. And Frank McKay signing off. Uh, you've been listening to the Florence Weinberg Show, and we will see you next week on the Florence Weinberg Show.